Friends for the Journey, a podcast that explores the intersection of hope and healing in the face of unexpected transitions in our lives. We're dedicated to recognizing the many different ways to ask for and receive help, that hope can be a rebelliously loving act, healing is possible when we least expect it, and entertaining renewal through connection and curiosity. I'm your host, Katherine Gabriel-Jones. I'm joined today by a guest I'm really thrilled to be able to talk to. Uh, George Cow is the founder of Authentic Advice for Soulful Entrepreneurs. He is someone whom I greatly respect, not only as a person, but also as a professional, and I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to sit down and talk with you today. George, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the conversation. I'm going to just dive in if that's okay with you. Yes. Excellent. Ministering to Ministers had spent 25 years dedicated to helping to support clergy and their family when they have felt wounded during the course of their call. And in the next 25 years, there is an opportunity to extend that care and support to so many other people in the world who give of their heart and soul in support and guidance for other people. You are a person who professionally has inspired me to take advantage of the strength that is inherent within those scars from the wounds that have happened in life and in care and in work. And I really am so excited to sit down and talk with you about how we step into this intersection of healing and hope and faith when we're moving through the world. So with that little preface, what does hope mean for you, George? Well, since I'm talking with a, a, a spiritual audience, uh, people with a spiritual path, I think I, for me, the spiritual journey is very important to me as well. And it's a spiritual worldview. Hope to me ultimately is about understanding our place in, real, in the greater reality mm-hmm. and where our destiny is going to be. <clears throat> Hope, of course, is usually thinking about the future mm-hmm. and putting our current reality, current existence in context of the future. Mm-hmm. And I imagine most or everyone here believes that our souls live on, <laughs> or some people maybe here believe that. And I uh, believe that myself. And so that kind of informs my journey now to say, well, in a sense, I don't have to be in such a rush. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, I don't have to be in such a rush to become all that I know I can become mm-hmm. and more. Of course, I can, we can only imagine what our potential is. Mm-hmm. So if I have truly, my soul has a lot of time <laughs> um, and a lot of opportunities to, uh, to grow. And also that's one thing, one part of hope for me is the journey of growth continues, mm. uh, continues forever. And e- even if we don't talk about the so-called afterlife, we can just talk about this life. Yeah. Uh, one of my practices that I, I check in frequently throughout the day is just a, in gratitude that you know God or source has brought me to this moment in my life, mm. um, having overcome so many challenges and difficulties, and all of us have, all of us. Yeah. Right? that God or source has brought us here. And because of that remembrance of, oh, that's right. That's, isn't, isn't that true? 
it gives me hope that God or source will bring me through the rest, all of it, mm. the rest of it. You know, whatever ups and downs are going to be, which th- in any life there will be many, many ups and downs. Yeah. That that I have hope that that is the case, that I will be held mm. throughout the rest of the journey. Yeah. So. Oh, that's beautiful. And within that, this image of a lush garden comes to mind as you're telling mm-hmm. your story and mm-hmm. you're speaking. Because in a garden with all of the nourishment that comes and from that well-tended garden, there's still the storms that sweep through and there's still sometimes the hail and the rain. And with what we're experiencing in the world right now with the pandemic and, and all of the pain and the unrest that's present in the world, I'm wondering if I could ask, when we're doing a work that we feel called to do and we're, we seek to serve and be of service in the world, in the work that we do, how do we step into that hope when the winds are so strong in the garden? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, well, of course, when when winds are strong, we go into the, we go into a shelter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, rather yeah. than staying in staying in the wind, or you know, <laughs> hopefully we have a jacket to put on or something. But but similarly, I think each person listening to this. Uh, would define their shelter, you know, in, in a different way, in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. Um, for some of us, the shelter is in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us, the shelter is in, you know, <laughs> taking a nap <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or going out in nature. Or it could be, uh, you know, talking to a, a loved one or a friend. Or it could be in meditation. Mm. Or it could be in journaling. But there's something that we can do that we know gives us a sense of safety mm-hmm. and reminds us that we are cared for. Oh, wow. And so that's my encouragement is, what is that for, for you, the listener? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that you can do or, or what place can you go to or whom can you talk with that gives you that sense of safety? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important first thing to do when we're in we're in this storm because we don't face the storm alone Mm. you know in life so find that shelter find that place that's the first thing yeah how do you see or experience hope and resilience interacting or relating in this life you know so now it's it's an interesting question because Ultimately, as we weather the storms of life and as we observe how we have weathered them, everybody listening to this has had many experiences. You know, we, we, we oftentimes, we, we kind of like we live in this perpetual amnesia, mm-hmm. which, is, which is, you know, has good points too, which is that maybe it's hopefully a little bit easier to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. But but we have forgotten all the times that we have gotten back up mm. when we've been knocked down. Yeah. So many times. Yeah. So many times. Every, every, you know, those of you listening to this, you have been knocked down so many times in your life and you've gotten back up. You have. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. <laughs> so the remembrance of the actual resiliency that you have, I think gives, mm. gives you hope, doesn't it? Because it's like, oh, well, Look, if I've gone through all that, I know I can get through anything. Wow. 
<laughs> For some reason, yeah. the Chumbawamba song, I Get Knocked Down and I Get Up Again, is going through the back <laughs> of yes, my mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's, that's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I think resilience, resilience is the reality of spirit, you know, because, you know, in my opinion, of course, soul, spirit doesn't die with the physical body. Oh, or we might say truth isn't tied, you know, truth with a capital T isn't tied to temporary circumstances. Oh, wow. So, you know, however you want to look at that, it, it, that is the truth, you know, of our souls or the truth about reality and of principles and of virtues and of spiritual understanding. It doesn't get knocked around by temporary setbacks. You know, that's why it's capital T truth. Yeah. So that is by its very nature resilient. You know, you can bet on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Beneath yeah. the garden, there is the granite. That's it. That's it. There's yes. that strong foundation that holds us. Yeah. Wow. Oh boy. Okay. So, so with hope and resilience, I love your inclusion of the act that we can take of seeking shelter or caring for ourselves and those who are within our circle of love. And that that's kind of an act of rebellious hope to take that step to care for ourselves. In your journey of this meander through life, how has faith and relationship been a source of either nourishment or discovery for you? Well, profoundly, right? Profoundly, because um, I'll start with faith. Uh, without faith, it would be hard for me to have true hope. Mm. You know, and some people listening to this might be agnostics or atheists, uh, whatnot. And maybe your faith is in your higher self, you know, and in human humanity, right? And that's that's great. But wherever I think we find our faith is where the hope and resilience comes from. And faith is something that is not a one-time declaration. And that's also very important. I think usually, you know, when people say faith, they think about a particular theology mm -hmm. or set of beliefs. And yes, that's important because that helps us understand what the greater reality is mm -hmm. um, and what we believe. But to me, faith is an ongoing daily, multiple times a day practice mm. of connecting again and again and again to, as you say, the granite beneath the garden mm -hmm. or capital T truth above temporary circumstances. Yeah. And I think that's what makes faith really work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it makes faith have power, mm -hmm. you know, is, is constant checking in, in meaningful ways. And sometimes people have faith statements mm -hmm. that lose their power, you know, because they repeat it so often and it kind of loses its power. So I think faith is also about creativity, you know, and imagination mm -hmm. because it's, it's our job, it's our responsibility and our opportunity to bring meaning back to our faith consistently constantly yeah 
you know, and so, so that's where, that's how faith really nourishes me. Uh, relationships, of course, is how, <laughs> how we, I think it's how we are both taken care of in this life. And it's also how we are tested. Oh, that is so true. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like this double-sided coin. It's like, it's where we find caring. It's where we find um, safety in a lot of times. Um, but it's also this gift of growth that has been put into our life to say, you know what? The ones you love won't always love you in the way you narrowly think love is. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's nice. You know? Yeah. 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 And so how can you therefore continue to love in a way it's all we can do, of course, is how we love rather than how we demand love from others. Um, how can we love in a way that is really relevant to others um, and thereby, you know, always stretching ourselves a little bit, a little bit, a little bit in sustainable ways to extend our comfort zone mm -hmm. in our love. Wow. That's, oh, that's fantastic. And there is within that a certain bold willingness to stand in that difficult place because so often, uh, well, and that's the whole reason that ministering to ministers got started because of that wounding that can occur when there is that injury that we can't see. And I love your inclusion of that act of care for ourselves and that inclusion of the act that there's almost this needlepoint process that how we love, how we give love, and how we share love is an intentionality. And this conscious choice, wow. If you were to describe your journey as a landscape, how would you describe the landscape that you have wandered through in your life? Hmm. Well, there's, there's a park that I, I like to go to. And this park in San Francisco, it's called Fort Funston. I highly recommend it to anybody who visits. <clears throat> and this park actually has has multiple landscapes. It's a really cool park. It has the beach, it has cliffs, it has a forest, it has um, kind of like this lush valley with paths. Um, <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like my life has been kind of like that too. You know, it's been, it's, and probably many of our lives, uh, it, it's been, it's been a, a quite a variety. But I would say that, you know, the way I think about it is, is it's, I think about this part of the park where there is a path if you look for it and it's not necessarily obvious, but there's these, in fact, like I'm, I'm picturing this area where, you know, people have kind of made a path, made a path through some of the, some of the growth, some of the plant growth. And it's kind of faint, but you can also continue to make that path, <laughs> you know? And I think about my life has been like that. It's like, you know, nothing I do, I don't believe is truly original because even the language you speak is not original. Of course, we have to learn the language, yeah. right? So, so people have gone before us to create this foundation, mm -hmm. create this path. But there are places we can go with the language that are not as trod. Uh, there are places we can go in our career or in our spiritual growth that is, you know, is, so, so I, I do see my life 
um, you know, whether we're talking about how I might differ with my family in terms of beliefs or how I might differ with my colleagues in terms of my career. Um, it's that faint path that I had to look for it. You know, that wasn't the main path, mm -hmm. but someone has, has done it already. Someone has given a hint of it. And now I'm making the path a little bit more obvious to other people. And so um, that's kind of how I see it. And, and, you know, it's beautiful path, you know, and it's um, winding path. And there's places where there's, it's very windy and there's places where it's a valley where there's you know, less wind, but always there's a, there's a faint path forward, you know, yeah. and that kind of, that's, that's how I've seen my yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I loved your inclusion that nothing we do is really original and, and it, brought to mind Shakespeare as fan fiction about the Bible and, oh. and Greek myths <laughs> and that we get to make these new paths in grass that grows. That's, I mean, there's grass all over the world. There's green things growing all over the world, but that, that just makes our lives richer. Oh, thank you. One of the aspects that has always intrigued me about humanity is when we are standing in that intersection of loss and loneliness, there are sometimes those moments where we compare our own suffering with what we see or what we think someone else may be experiencing. And that saying of, well, what I'm feeling is not that bad, or I'm not wounded enough, or I shouldn't need help, or, you know, those messages that we can give ourselves that we may not even realize we're saying, those cold winds that sometimes sneak in in the corners of our lives. This is all preface leading up to this question that there are times that we can look back in our lives and we could kind of wish we could go back in time and tell our previous self something. If you could go back to tell your previous self one thing, what time would you go back to? And what would you say to yourself? Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, so I remember growing up, there were moments where I felt like no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get past certain blocks. Like no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't be um, I couldn't do well in this class, you know, or no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't um, be as well-spoken as other people. Um, I grew up, I grew up very, very shy. So, and, you know, English was my second language. So it, you know, I was always, I always struggled with language um, growing up or, you know, no matter how hard I tried, I, I couldn't get a, a great job or whatever, whatever, whatever things that I felt like, you know, I really tried and I still couldn't, or, or even, even in the, in the case of discipline, um, you know, no matter how hard I tried, I, I, I can't discipline myself to do this or to do that. You know, I remember that, you know, grow, growing up and this was probably all through, um, I, I mean, for, for most of my life, I would say I had, I had certain, um, certain uh, blocks where I felt like, yeah, it's like, okay, I guess that's my destiny because I, I can't do this or I can't do that. Right. Yeah. And I would go back to those points in my life and I would say, 
the journey is more surprising than you think. You don't, you have no, you really don't have any idea how you're going to grow. But I can tell you one thing, you will certainly grow beyond this. Wow. You will certainly grow beyond these blocks. Mm. Your, your potential is way more than you can even imagine right now, even in this life, even in this life, wow. even in the next 20 years or 10 years. Okay. So all you know, I would say to myself, is what you see in your life right now and what you imagine could be your life. And I would, if I could say a second thing, I'd say your fantasies about what you would want to accomplish in life, that's your current understanding of what's important. And that might change too. Oh, wow. <laughs> so in other words, I think, I, think, I think the underlying message I would say is it's okay, whatever you're experiencing it, welcome it. Because you're not going to experience it this way again. You're going to look back and go, wow, I wish I could remember what those limitations felt like. Because you're going to grow beyond this and you're going to forget. <laughs> so this is a precious time right now to remember and to appreciate. So Wow. To imagine that the comfort of that jacket that wisdom to wrap around ourselves in this completely unfamiliar landscape in this pandemic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's interesting. I was just thinking the other day, like we're going to be able to tell a future generation 10, 20, 30 years from now, Hey, I lived through that pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> like I actually, uh, yes, I experienced it from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Like, like I can tell you stories and uh, yeah, it, it, this is such a historic, I mean, every time is historic times, yeah. but this is an extremely unusual time. <laughs> and, uh, and it's very interesting that we're all living through it right now. Yeah, yeah. it really is. It really is. And is there anything that you wish to ask me? Yeah, actually, I, I want to ask you, um, one of your professional titles is encouragement coach. Yeah. Right. What does that mean for you? What does that mean? What is, what does it mean to be an encouragement coach? I believe that there is great power in the language that we use and how it can unlock unexpected superpowers within our minds and our hearts. And I believe that each of us holds within us this remarkable nobility and unrestrained hope that can be embodied in this world. And I believe that each of us knows that the scars that we bear give us the strength to face the future and that each of us simply needs an encouragement to be reminded of that unrestrained dignity and the capacity for love that each of us has to share with one another. And I believe that we can each make this world better because of those capital T truths that each of us have. And our society has forgotten that it matters to take the time to think about what those capital T truths are. And I love being able to help people feel the encouragement that is inherent in their own lives. That's beautiful. 
Right on. And it's, it's expressed through this podcast and the kinds of conversations you're having. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, George, I have been looking forward to this. <laughs> it is a rare and beautiful moment to experience these connections when we can recognize another person through those leaves of society of, hey, you get it. <gasps> you get it too. Oh. Yeah, exactly. And so I really want to thank you for this. Absolutely welcome. I, I hope this has been helpful to those who are listening and it's, uh, it's an enjoyable conversation. Yeah. George, if anyone wished to reach out to you, how would they be able to reach out to George Cow? Oh, um, so gratefully, they can Google me, basically, just do an internet search for my name. And I happen to be, you know, uh, very findable there. My last name is, uh, is Cal K-A-O. So it's kind of like Dow, you know, I have a YouTube channel. I have a Facebook page. I have, um, my website, of course, and any Instagram, wherever people like to do social media, <laughs> I am there. So, <laughs> Excellent. so feel free to reach out to me any, any, any channel there. Yeah. Excellent. And I will include a link to your website in the show notes. And yeah, also sure. a link to your YouTube channel, which yeah, that's I, uh, I thoroughly enjoy. Cannot uh, recommend thank you. enough. Thank you. Uh, it's wonderful to have you as a friend for the journey today, George. Thanks for being with us. You're so welcome. Thank you for listening to Friends for the Journey, where we discover meaningful support and encouragement for all those who work in service to others, including teachers, healthcare providers, clergy, mental health support, nonprofit advocates, lay leaders, and everyone whose profession seeks to be of service to others or answers a call or follows a vocation. If you like what you've heard, please review us on iTunes so we can reach out and connect with more friends for the journey. And don't forget to subscribe so you can stay Connected with us, your Friends for the Journey. Friends for the Journey is a production of Ministering to Ministers Foundation. Since 1994, Ministering to Ministers has advocated for those who have been wounded along their journey of service, seeking to provide care for mind, heart, body, and spirit. We're easy to find on the web. Just go to ministeringtoministers.org. And I will leave you with this. Along the roads of life, there are many twists and turns. Some turns in life and friendships. Some twists in work that earns. And sometimes in transition when we are tired and at wit's ends. It is good to know that for the journey, we have some trusted friends. I am your host, Catherine Gabriel-Jones, saying goodbye. Thanks for joining me along this journey. See you next time.